Translating Creation by Margaret Wieland. Originally published April 2010. Go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Mark 16, 15 There was a time, and not all that many years ago, when one had to literally pack up house and travel to a foreign land to take the gospel message to all nations under the sun. That still happens today, of course. There are dozens of missionary organizations worldwide overseeing many thousands of their missioners, as there are also multitudes of evangelists working in fields closer to home. And then there are those who are also fulfilling this call to evangelize the world from their very own home, sitting at a desk and typing on a computer keyboard. We know of many such people in at least 30 countries worldwide who are tirelessly translating creation materials into their own language for the express purpose of having those articles and other publications easily accessible to their own people. They know that in just about every country and culture, and certainly their own, evolution is a major stumbling block to belief in the Bible, so creation evangelism is a crucial gospel priority. I sometimes wonder how the Apostle Paul would have enjoyed and used the internet had it been available to him in the first century AD. Of course it wasn't, and yet his letters are still having a profound impact on people all over the world. God has his tools for each phase of his program, and now we are in the 21st century with this truly astonishing means at our disposal. Web usage is growing at a daily rate that is staggering in its magnitude. Certainly, there are still many millions of people who do not have access to the electricity needed to facilitate the World Wide Web, but those numbers are falling. If Coca-Cola can make it into the Sahara Desert, so too will the power to generate this means of communication. Increasingly, even many people in poor villages have access to a shared internet portal somehow. We get very excited at the potential to reach increasing numbers, in rich and poor nations alike, through the internet with the news that the Bible is true and can be trusted, including about their origins. Just take a look at our growing list of translated articles. The translators of these are largely unsung heroes and certainly quiet achievers. We don't advertise the names of the translators. Indeed, some of it would be a matter of personal security. But it is not hard to appreciate their heart for the work or why they are so keen to work so diligently in this field. The following is an extract from an email from one of our newest translators. The very point that CMI does not intend to make any income from this and many other translation projects I fully appreciate because this actually is a Christ-minded and God-honoring attitude that is to be found quite rarely within the church. I would like you to know that my desire is to work in this same kind of spirit. If you could realize all the spiritual needs we have here in France, with so aggressive secular anti-Christian trend having dominated for so long a time, and with so many French Christians suffering from the spiritual poverty of the church, I think you would well understand how CMI's help is precious to us by letting us translate valuable books. As for myself, though, I work as a research engineer. I live a very simple life. You can ask John Hartnett who once came to our home.
and we have been saving money for six years to be able to install a central heating system in our house. It was not easy for us, especially the kids, to endure cold temperatures in winter. Moreover, my parents-in-law, my wife's parents, also live with us, and so I have to feed a family of seven persons with only one income. My desire is to spread the creation and gospel message in the widest way possible in the French-speaking countries, with no financial gain targeted. And this is very much the theme of so many emails. They are young moms, grandmothers, grandfathers, people with doctorates and people without, working dads who still find the time to translate articles week by week, young marrieds who are giving of their valuable time too in the pursuit of this lofty goal, and so on. In many ways, I am pleased I am not able to mention names, because I feel sure I would miss someone out, and I surely would not want that. It took one of the funniest, well, I think so anyway, female comedians of the 20th century, Lucille Ball, to come up with this perceptive statement. If you want something done, ask a busy person to do it. She went on to say, The more things you do, the more you can do. And this has certainly been my experience as busy person after busy person has taken up the challenge and begun producing material via translating CMI's books and, additionally, some of the web articles in their mother tongue or second language. If you feel that you would like to offer your time and skills to help in translating this life-changing material into another language, and you think that you and or the team you have assembled have what it takes, please contact us. Even one extra web article every few months is better than if you hadn't done it and could make all the difference in someone's life. And of course, you can freely use it yourself as well once it's translated. P.S. Don't worry if your L-O-T-E, languages other than English, language is already part of our list. There is always the need for more materials in any language. And our coordination systems are there to make sure you're not going to be doubling up on someone else's work. Speaking of translations, you know, the Hebrew of the Old Testament can be explored for a wealth of information about Jesus Christ. But most of the Old Testament messianic prophecies can be obscured by modern language translations. So a great book to read that will break down the language barrier is HaMashiach, the Messiah of the Hebrew Scriptures. HaMashiach is an updated version of Messianic Christology, a detailed study by a Messianic Jew Hebrew Christian scholar. This shows how Jesus, Yeshua, of Nazareth, fulfilled numerous Tanakh Old Testament prophecies in His first coming. Some of these prophecies have a clear expiration date, showing that only Jesus could have fulfilled them. The Old Testament shows that the prophesied Messiah must be fully God and fully man, would die for our sins, and rise from the dead. Get answers to great questions like, why did Eve mistakenly think that she had given birth to the promised God-man? Who were the sons of God in Genesis 6? And why don't Jews believe in Jesus? Pick up your copy of Ha Meshach today at creation.com forward slash store. I am Joseph Darnell. For everyone at CMI, thanks for listening.